look for ways that you can continue to practice, especially the cumulative skills. Hello, and welcome to the Arts of Language podcast with Andrew Poudois, founder of the Institute for Excellence in Writing, or as many like to say, IEW. My name is Julie Walker, and I'm honored to serve Andrew and IEW as the Chief Marketing Officer. Our goal is to equip teachers and teaching parents with methods and materials which will aid them in training their students to become confident and competent communicators and thinkers. So Andrew, summer is approaching, which of course is super exciting for moms who now get to have their kids at home all day during the summer. Well, I believe you, but why is it so cold right here in the middle of May? That's well. my wife's question. <laughs> Will summer ever come? But yeah, it is, it's a different time for families. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, our customer service team is getting questions from families, parents, teachers even, who are enrolled in a full-time school program. What can I do this summer to get my kids going with IEW? And so they they do have a few recommendations, but of course, inquiring minds want to know what Andrew Poudois has to say about what to do for summer school kids or after-school kids to just bolster their writing. Sure. Well, there's also your homeschool kids mm-hmm. and your charter and, and hybrid school kids who, you know, have this big chunk of time mm-hmm. where they aren't on the same schedule they used to be on. Right. And, you know, I always tease and, and say, we do this thing called summer, <clears throat> not for the benefit of students, but so that teachers will continue teaching. Right. You know, <laughs> it, it's probably one of the biggest perks, but it, it is kind of a, you know, it's a dichotomy. It is not good for kids to just have two and a half, three months of not practicing the skills that they know, not maintaining the information that they've labored to learn. But at the same time, we like a different pace. So the first thing that I would say to everyone is don't stop writing just because May 13th has happened, mm-hmm. or whatever your cutoff date mm-hmm. is. Look for ways that you can continue to practice, especially the cumulative skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those would include, in my mind, music, math, and language. Those are the things that if you start to forget stuff and get rusty, it's really hard to recover. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to, when I was teaching music, I'd have parents say, oh, we just want to take a month off. I say, right there, that's the death knell. That's mm-hmm. the beginning of the end because you take a month off, you will lose some of the skill that you had. And when you when that month is over and you pick up that instrument or sit down at that piano, you'll be worse than you were. And that's, that's demotivating. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most demotivating things that can happen. Same thing can happen with math. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to the end of a school year, wherever you're at, you finally got it all sorted out how to do long division or, you know, multiplying and dividing fractions or whatever you were working on. And then you don't do any of that for two or three months and you go look at the problems that you could do in May Mm -hmm. 
and you don't remember. And that that's a horrible feeling. And, you know, the same thing happens with your writing momentum. Um, I've said to you before on this podcast how surprised I am at how much kids forget between the end of one school year and the beginning of the next. It's true. You tease about evaporation. Evaporation, <laughs> yeah, evaporation. You know, facts, okay, names, dates, information, stuff, vocabulary, you know, that that can be rebuilt and it's mm-hmm. not fact, it's not mission critical mm-hmm. the way skills are mm-hmm. in terms of being cumulative. So what you just said, it's, we, we, we have this thing, it's like riding a bike, you never forget how once you learn, but that's not entirely true in this case, is it? Riding a bike is different. Y- you you start, and then you learn, and then you pretty much know. Mm-hmm. And it's a brain function that operates almost in the subconscious. Mm-hmm. And I suppose if you took a really long 10 years and never touched a bicycle, mm. you'd be a little unsure getting back on. Mm-hmm. But I don't see that playing a musical instrument is at all like that. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure there are levels of bike riding that a Tour de France person could explain to us and we'd be in awe of the complexity of the thing. But, you know, for normal people, you either ride a bike or you don't. Secret life of Julie Walker. Actually, when I was in high school, I used to race bikes on a velodrome. Oh, so there are all sorts of Mm -hmm. honing tips you would get. Yes, staying on that line and not deviating from it, that Mm. is a skill. That that, is a skill. That I can no longer do. (laughs) Right, and that would be one where maintaining practice Mm -hmm. would be critical. So Mm -hmm. um, now with writing, you feel like you want to break from school, Mm -hmm. right? So shift over and say, okay, what's fun? What's fascinating? What's interesting? What is different than what we've been doing. What was our favorite thing that we did during the school year? And can we take that and make it more of a project thing rather than an assignment thing? Mm -hmm. You know, I suppose someone could call us up and say, I don't want to have to figure out anything. I just want some videos. Well, Well, and that that is... You got 12 weeks, do half of the... SSS course. And I and I don't know if we should talk about this right now or save it to the end of the podcast, which makes it sound like more of a commercial, because people are calling to ask, what can I use from your menu that can help my children over the summer, rather than just reinforcing what they've already been doing over the school year without using a set curriculum? Well, it depends how much they want to get involved in designing these projects. I mm-hmm. mean, ideally, everyone would have done the teaching, writing, structure, and style course. Right. They would have the vision on how to find source texts and create assignments and be creative in that way. Insert plug for our teaching, writing, structure, and style summer adventure for right. teachers and parents to, if you haven't already gone through our program, this is a great opportunity to do it in community with Andrew, and then Nathan is going to be joining you this year on this great adventure. The, the Facebook Live thing. Yes, yeah. exactly. And... Uh, this is for, well, link in the show notes yeah. for more information about that. We even sure. have a little contest going every week and, on that. And I think that would be great, especially for people who would like to do writing stuff with their kids mm-hmm. over the summer. Mm-hmm. And they could kind of pick and choose from the units and the ideas that would be most interesting, right. the least like writing an essay, although writing essays can be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. But, uh, you know, looking at some broad categories. Um, first of all, you have what is the thing you're going to do more of in the summer that you do less of when you're busier during the school year? 
you know, for some kids that may be working outside with plants or animals in, in a family context. For other kids, it may be I'll have more time to practice the thing I really like, uh, gymnastics, um, art, you know, drawing or painting. What else might kids get into? A, a summer sport, right? Swimming, go, you know, hanging out at the beach. You know, it depends, obviously. You know. Summer job, make some money to save up for fill in the blank. Yeah, sure. So if that's the thing that you're interested in spending your time on, that would be the thing that would be worth learning more about. Mm -hmm. So if you're really a beach bum, maybe you can learn more about beach-related things and look into learning uh, and writing about tides and how those work or different, you know, animals in different parts of the world and beaches or mm -hmm. projects to clean up beach, you know. So if you kind of just say, okay, the big thing I like to do is hang out at the beach. Let's, let's learn more about beaches. Then there's all sorts of little pathways that you can go. And that's true for really anything that you might be interested in. And so uh, looking at our units, well, unit one and two, any source text on anything, as long as it's pretty short and relatively easy to read mm -hmm. will work. Unit three, I mean, there's stories connected with almost everything. So, you know, if you like to hang out at the beach, why not write a, a very short uh, summary or retelling of the movie Jaws? Mm -hmm. The plot's simple <laughs> enough. Uh, or maybe not. I was going to say, I don't, maybe your students like mine never watched the movie Jaws just because we lived very close right. to the beach and yeah. I didn't like the idea of sharks being out there. But, you know, there's stories connected with almost anything. And sometimes even true things can be stories. Sure. And unit three. Unit four is perfect. Go say, I want to learn something about anything. And then go find any source text. It doesn't have to be mechanically contrived to be convenient like you do in unit two. And you develop that skill of some uh, rising, telling mm -hmm. some of it, but not all of it, and which some of it. Writing from pictures, well, all you need is some pictures, photographs right. or right. drawings or illustrations from somewhere. So we still have on our website, it's kind of like one of those secret links that I'm going to give right now, IEW.com slash tips. And this is the handout oh. that you provided to you know a group of teachers when you were doing tips and tricks before we redid the structure teaching right. restoration style yeah. second edition. But you had a student, well, talk about their Unit 5 assignment. That was in the tips and tricks handout. The kids who took the trip? Yeah, so that was actually the next thing I was going to mm. mention is that oftentimes people have opportunity to travel over the summer. Right, of course. And I think any of us who've taken trips appreciate the memories that we can facilitate by recording mm -hmm. bits of that trip. Mm -hmm. Historically, of course, go all the way back to pre-camera days, Lewis and Clark, right. you know, they recorded their trip in journals and nature drawings and stuff that have benefited, you know, many, many generations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So keeping, a, you know, a little journal or writing postcards mm -hmm. and you know, even if they are not postcards, but they are daily emails to grandparents. Oh, right. Yeah. You still have the record of that, right? Right. It's not quite as big now as it was, I think, maybe 10 years ago. And that is just 
people having very simple little blogs, Mm -hmm. mostly for their own benefit. Mm -hmm. I know that when we uh, took a family trip to South America, Mm -hmm. you know, we had we had digital cameras and so we could post pictures and each of the kids would write something and then we put it up. And I don't know that hardly anyone ever looked at it except we had it as Mm -hmm. a a record mm-hmm. of the trip, and mm-hmm. that was kind of enjoyable. The The story you're referring to was a really particularly cute one. There were these two boys, twin boys, if I recall correctly. They lived in Southern California, and they went on a trip with their grandparents, I think all around Arizona. So I, I know they were at the Grand Canyon and Santa Fe and a few other places. I don't know. I don't remember but they had uh, taken pictures. So their mom suggested, hey, why don't you use one of your pictures and do a single paragraph unit five Mm -hmm. on that? Mm -hmm. And they were kind of all excited about that trip. It was fresh in their mind. And so they they did that. One wrote one, one wrote the other. And then it was the kid's idea. And I don't know, they're probably 11 years old, 11, 12 in that zone. And they said, well, we could write one for all sorts of pictures. Now, did they do a true Unit 5 where they looked at the picture and without actually in context of what the picture was, you know, they came up with some ideas that were no, I think they their were, own experience? No, the questions they were asking, you know, who, what, where, why, when, how, right. you know, inside, outside, before, after. It, it was really describing the event their or the ex- place. Their own experience. Their own experience. Okay, got it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Rather than making up some crazy story about right. something else, which would work. Sure. I mean, you could take any picture anywhere and make up some crazy story. Yes. And that would be Unit 5. But you'd also take a picture of yourself standing on a lake holding a fish <laughs> and write about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it would be close to the truth. Right. I mean, it's a fish story, so you never know. <laughs> but e- either one would be Unit 5. Mm-hmm. I mean, Unit 5 is infinitely flexible. You're right. It would work just as well for news and history as it would for fiction and fantasy and mm-hmm. and totally weird illogical stuff, right. which we have seen. <laughs> yes. Insert plug for structure and style for students. I'm thinking especially the level A course where we had students that pretty much described exactly what was in the picture. And then we had other students that just went wild and crazy and yeah. both were right. And, and that's great to have that in mm-hmm. a class because you show it's all good, yep. you know. Hands-on structure and style, hands-off content. Back to Webster's Edict. Exactly. But uh, So anyway, these two boys ended up just cranking out these paragraphs, mm-hmm. working together, and I think they had over 50 of them. And then they put them in a bound book mm-hmm. and gave it to the grandparents for a gift. Which is awesome. I which, love that. Yeah, isn't that beautiful? Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously they weren't super reluctant writer types. My impression is that they had been doing mm-hmm. IW approach for several years. Right. And it's interesting. You can take a very reluctant writer and then even two, certainly three years down the line, and it's just not hard anymore. Right. And, you know, I get letters. I got two letters in the mail. Today was mail day. Oh, right? okay, I got right, the yeah. mail. I got two letters from two kids Aww. who basically said, you know, I'm at lesson whatever it is 19 I mm-hmm. think of the mm-hmm. B and I had to write a letter so I wanted to write a letter to <gasps> you and almost every time I get one one of the topics is I used to hate writing but now it's easier oh I love that you know so 
So I think you know everyone can get there. I should I should but warn, but it isn't like magic. Our listeners, that if you have children that want to send a letter to Mr. Pudwa, you are of course welcome to. Our address is on our website. He does get and read every letter, but it might also mean that those letters show up somewhere in our marketing materials. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So uh, travel, mm-hmm. I think, is a really great thing to say. Well, let's not just travel, but let's write. Mm-hmm. Let's document in mm-hmm. one form or another. Like I right. said, whether it's emails, postcards, letters, a blog, a photo journal combined with a um, you know combined with text, mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing. You know, another area that I think kids can look for, and I you know you don't know about the timing on this. But contests, mm-hmm. writing contests, right? Writing yep. contests, story yep. contests, poetry yep. contests. These often have deadlines, and if the deadline is far enough advanced, hey, let's do, let's make this one of our summer projects. Mm-hmm. That you know, you write an essay or a story, and we'll submit it, and see what happens. Yep. Uh, thing is, I've noticed about kids who've entered contests that I've known personally, some of my students and mm-hmm. others I've heard of. The, the bar isn't all that high. I mean, <laughs> you can be, like, pretty good, but not what I would call wow level. Right. And still get first or second or third or honorable mention mm-hmm. in a contest. Right. Um, I mean, I'm not guaranteeing that would happen. <laughs> right. Um, but it's, it's not that hard. Mm-hmm. And w- what I've noticed is that you get way more effort out of a student if there's an external competition going yeah. on, yeah. then you ever would by saying, I want you to do your best on this. Yep. I remember, you know, in particular, I had a, a group of uh, kids in our little homeschool community, whatever, and I, I put them up to competing for National History Day. And that's, I think, you know, that's, that parallels the school year, so it's not a good summer project per right. se. Right. But what I noticed is that Every one of them worked a lot longer and a lot harder mm. on that project mm-hmm. than they had ever worked on anything that I had asked them to do previously just for me. Ah. So you want to leverage that yes, right? audience. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, that may extend out to public speaking or speech contests right. or poetry recitation contests. Um, so, you know doing some searching, some are local, some are national. Mm -hmm. And so that might be something that would be not the normal school year cranking through a a textbook or a workbook or a theme-based book or uh, 24 videos or whatever you're doing. But I think you could also use our video and just get started. Well, and I want to speak to that. But first, I want to talk about the writing contest thing, just sending people to our website, ew.com slash writing dash contests and we do as we find writing contests we we list them on there of course we have our own writing contest every year but that does not come out until yeah the but spring. don't don't but don't be limited to what's on our website because there are local contests oh right yeah sure for example out in the podunk little town of Tahlequah mm-hmm. Oklahoma there may be 15,000 residents mm-hmm. I don't know its claim to fame is, of course, it's mentioned in the book Where the Red Fern Grows Indeed. and Summer of the Monkeys by Wilson Rawls. But nevertheless, the city library mm-hmm. had a story contest. Mm-hmm. 
And one of my students entered in and won $50. Nice. With something she had already written. Nice. So she didn't have to actually do any more work. Nice. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's just one example of a very small community with a very small library that had the intelligence, would I say, yeah. the, the vision of the value of offering that to the community. Right, right. Um, and, you know, even schools themselves can host mm-hmm. contests. Right, right. And you know how schools do a summer readathon. Yeah. Yeah. Let's all read, yeah. you know, thirty books this summer or whatever the mm-hmm. goal is. Mm-hmm. Why not have a over the summer writing contest? Right. Yeah. I like that idea yeah. a lot. Great idea. So you started to mention um, some ideas for actually using some of our materials over the summer. Can I just jump in and maybe you can comment on some of my thoughts? Sure. On this? Well, you you tell the customer service people how to answer those questions, <laughs> or they tell me. <laughs> Very sharp group of people there. Fix it grammar is a good one, just because it's fun, it's easy, it's only fifteen minutes a day. You won't get through the whole book over the summer, but it's kind of keeping things fresh. And you know, we do have an assessment on our website mm-hmm. so that you can see what level you should be at and just do a little bit of grammar every day. It's actually not every day. It's only four days a week is how it's it's tailored to go. Another and, and you could do that differently, too. You could do two days twice a week. Or you could do it all in one day. And and you could actually get through all 30 weeks because it's designed to be a 30-week. And be a grammar summer. The, the thing I mention is I've now talked to many, many hundreds of kids mm-hmm. personally usually at conventions, Mm -hmm. who've been doing Mm Fix-It for a year or two or five. Mm -hmm. I've never talked to one that said, I hate it. I've never talked to one that said, I don't like doing that. Right. Pretty much everyone says, yeah, it's kind of fun. Or most often I'll hear, it's so better than what I was doing. Yep, yep, yep. So you might be, a parent might be hesitant to kind of... Say, grammar. okay, kids, during summer vacation, we're going to do special grammar. Yeah, yeah. Well, and here, here's the really cool thing. The second thing I was going to suggest is what you alluded to is getting started with our Structure and Style for Students video course. And we have the first three weeks of that completely all, free on our free. website. Mm-hmm. And so we'll link to that in the show notes. But included with that, Andrew, is the first three weeks of Fix-It Grammar. So everyone can try both try and see if they like free. Yeah. either or both. And yeah, and of course it's not a huge commitment to decide to buy Fix It because it's you know reasonably priced, we think. So Structure and Style for Students is a full-year course with video and lots of great handouts, so it's a great way to get started. Mm-hmm. And that may be your summer writing program, and then if you want to continue that, even an after-school student mm-hmm. could stretch it out over a little yeah. bit longer. If you did, say, half of it during mm-hmm. the summer, 12 weeks, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you did it at one-third or one-fourth the speed yeah. for the rest of the year. The thing I've heard mm-hmm. is kids who are in school and then they come to some writing class that I teach mm-hmm. or their mom says, well, we're going to supplement your school with this writing stuff. They go back to school feeling like they have secret weapons. They, it's true. Because now they know stuff that no one else in their class knows. And they can 
use that stuff. And of course, the teacher mm -hmm. doesn't know that mm -hmm. the kid learned it somewhere else. And the teacher is often like, wow, that's pretty good. Great. You know? Well, let me let me just mention a couple opportunities this summer that where you are where you are teaching kids and it's all online unless you happen to live in the Tulsa area. We're doing an all day writing conference in June. Yeah. Link in the show notes. And we actually did this last June. So we're starting to do an online summer conference where you can get the handouts and you could the your kids can watch Mr. Pudwa teach them this summer writing it's just a one day couple hours right andrew is that all you did well, i think we're last year was just one class just one class. this year we're doing we're doing two, two classes, classes in yeah. a beginning like an introductory class and then a more advanced class exactly exactly you know? and so if you're listening to this podcast after june 24th you will have missed that event but we do have a recording for that and we will definitely post a link to that event in our show notes yeah and there's something about a live class yeah. that's just a little more exciting in fact the way we did it last year was uh, i had a, a group of kids here in our studio it's just easier for you to teach to a live group of kids, right and i'm teaching but you and a couple other people were monitoring the chat mm -hmm. that was going on people watching remotely and then you'd raise your hand and say something that someone typed in. Obviously, we couldn't say everything that everyone typed in. No, right. But that was kind of a, a really good feeling for all of us. Mm -hmm. I think the kids in the room felt it was pretty cool. Like, wow, there's some kid in Europe or right. South Africa who's yep. also doing this with us, although the time difference. Yeah, the time fun, difference. <laughs> and then the people you know, out there mm -hmm. are feeling really included. Yep. And so, yeah, that's a that's that'll be a good day in June. Mm -hmm. So that's one option, the online video option. Uh, the th the other thing, when you told me we we're going to discuss this, mm -hmm. the other thing I thought would be a club, mm -hmm. right? Nobody wants necessarily a class mm -hmm. during the summer, mm -hmm. but a club during the summer. Yeah, get to meet in a clubhouse. That sounds more fun, doesn't a password it? Password. <laughs> so what if you started a writing club? Mm -hmm. And you met once a week or every other week for the two to three months you have. And then it's, okay, we're not going to grade this stuff. We're going to have fun in addition to some writing instruction. Mm -hmm. And, you know, do it at home. Get as much help as you want. Just really relaxed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then just, you know, everyone has no stress about a club mm -hmm. because it's all optional. Mm -hmm. But what I would guess is the kids would kind of drive each other mm -hmm. like that, that positive peer pressure. Mm -hmm. Wow. You know, Joey wrote a really good story. Yeah. I bet I could be sillier than that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. You'd have to have the right aptitude of teacher to mm -hmm. deal with mm -hmm. it. But you could also even do an all girls writing club and an all boys writing club. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have, I, I think in a way that would be even more fun because there are directions you might go or that mm -hmm. the students might go, mm -hmm. which they could all appreciate a little more easily. Yep. And e even if you yourself don't want to teach it, well, there's no rule says you couldn't find a really sharp 16, 17, 18 year old high school student. Right. Put them through our TWSS if they haven't learned our system right. at all. Perhaps they become um, an accredited instructor. Perhaps they become an accredited instructor and then have them teach a little group of kids that are, right. you know, four to five years younger on average. Right. That can work really well. Right. 
and you know you can charge membership dues mm -hmm. or whatever mm -hmm. and then you can also do popcorn pizza you can play mm -hmm. i did that during the summer several years my you class, ate popcorn and pizza? No, no. Um, <laughs> we would go play volleyball mm, mm -hmm. after we did a writing class. Oh, nice. Fun. And so that that just gave everyone something really to look forward to, mm -hmm. and nobody complained. Mm -hmm. So I think there are ways to work into your lifestyle, whether it's summer vacation from five-day-a-week school mm -hmm. or taking – a change of pace mm -hmm. during the homeschool or somewhere in between. Mm -hmm. A lot of good options. In fact, you know, if any of our listeners have done things, yeah. uh, we've got our um, forums. forums. Yep. And we can put link in the show notes. Yes. But it'd be nice to start a thread yeah. on summer writing ideas mm -hmm. or share them on, you know, our Facebook page, mm -hmm. your Facebook page. But yeah. I do think that uh, very often we... We hear someone's idea, and then we go, oh, I like that, and tweak it a little bit, mm -hmm. and then we have another idea to yeah. add to the basket. Yeah. So lo certainly lots you can do this summer to uh, try to minimize evaporation, as Andrew calls it, and you know, keeping those kids sharp. Stephen Covey used to have a, a rule of success, and one is to sharpen the saw. You know, to spend the time that you have during the summer to stay fresh as a teacher, but also to allow your students that same privilege of doing that. One last thing I was thinking of, Andrew, we talked about writing club. What about a poetry club where kids get together, memorize and recite poetry, and that would fill their minds so that they could get something out of their brain sure. that isn't in there to begin or with. Or just combine the two. And yeah. You know, everyone memorize yeah. a poem this week, yeah. and we'll pick some names out of the hat, and you get to recite, and whoever recites gets a special little prize, and if, of course, they're ready to do so. And then that only takes, you know, 10, 15 minutes, and yeah. then you can have a nice, you know, hour and a half writing class, whatever you want to do. We both are such visionaries, and we both have done these kind of things <laughs> that we probably should have split this into two podcasts, but I hope, dear listener, that your the, our fire hydrant that we threw at you today will give you some great ideas to go forward and go strong this summer have a great summer thank you thanks so much for joining us if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, you can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher, or just visit us each week at IEW.com slash podcast. Until then, on behalf of Andrew Pudua and the team at IEW, I thank you for allowing us to partner with you on your journey toward better listening, speaking, reading, writing, and thinking. <laughs>